Heute im Studio Ben und Evan. Guten Abend, meine Damen und Herren. Ich begrüße Sie zur Die Seitenwechslung Tennis Podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I understood Tennis Podcast. Ben here, along with Evan. Evan, wie geht's dir? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm guessing that's what you said. Richtig. I know wie geht's, so. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, Wimbledon has started. It's exciting. I'm actually really pumped. I didn't think I would be this pumped. But, um, you know, it feels like I was just telling you earlier today, this is the first time I've been watching Wimbledon in like five years. That's what it feels like to me. So I'm excited to uh, have it back. And we've got a draw show for you guys today. Um, so you ready to get into these picks, Ben? Yes, I am also ecstatic that Wimbledon is back. It was super cool seeing everything getting kicked off today. Not super cool what's happening with my bracket in the <laughs> first half of round one, but we'll get right into it. So, Evan, we've got the the classic overview. We'll try and do this via quarters just to pick out the highlights. Um, so... I'm looking at here, like, if we start from the Djokovic top, right? He's at mm -hmm. the top, down through mm, what Rude would West, actually be I the believe. quarter. Th yeah, exactly. Mr. Boy, exactly. <laughs> 32 in this line. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is obviously the section which, which already got kicked off today. Um, This is probably my best performing part of the draw compared to anything else that happened, honestly, because I managed to get the first four picks right, which I think is the same for you because we had pretty much identical draws in that part in terms of what we had picked. Um, but the things that stood out to me so far in the first round were Djokovic losing the first set to Draper and then like annihilating him. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. The biggest one here, which is really, really going to take a toll on my bracket, is Fukcevic taking out Sinner. Um, I had a hunch something strange there could happen. I never in any of my revisions actually picked Sinner to lose, but I did look at it a few times. Um, so that's pretty frustrating that that ended up happening. And that's pretty weird, too, honestly, because now Sinner is, I don't know, it's two Grand Slams in a row. He played Rafa in the last one. It's fine, but... I don't know. There just seems to be something a little bit off in that scenario, but he's young. It's Fukcevic is super good. And I don't know, his indoor hardcore game being super strong, I guess maybe that is well tailored for grass. Um, but at least uh, Rublev, I think, is already through, right? He had yes. a win that came through in four. Um, yeah, and we'll get to the, the next half later on. So, I mean, essentially for me here, I we discussed this a little bit last time, but I don't see a world in which Djokovic doesn't come out of this quarter. I did have him getting to center at least, um, but that's already out the door. Um, another random one that I think we got was Kudla taking out Davidovich Fakina. Um, so that's also a little bit of a highlight, but I don't know. What, what do you think were the, the wacky things to look out for in this particular quarter? <laughs> well, I, You know, when the draw first came out, I looked at this um, quarter of Djokovic here, and it was interesting because it it's a lot of a lot of the top seeded guys in this quarter are clay court players. Mm. So if you're a Djokovic fan, I was thinking, oh, he got a great draw because a lot of these guys do not. I, I won't a killer say draw. Yeah, they. I won't say they don't play well on grass, but their game is tailored a little bit more for. Um, courts of a different structure but anyway i i also unsurprisingly have djokovic coming out of this quarter i don't see anybody standing in his way uh we have him meeting up against kevin anderson in the next round which we saw today is going to happen that'll be a rematch of the 2018 final which is kind of interesting as a second round matchup however anderson's been dealing with injury issues for quite a little while now so i don't expect that to be much trouble for djokovic um but it's, it was good to see anderson get that win um now kudla i actually had beating davidovich fakina 
and uh, he dropped the first two sets, made me really nervous, but then he won one and five, winning that third one in a tie break, <laughs> seven, four. So I was a little bit on the edge of my seat because not only did I have Kudla beating um, ADF, but I had him beating Seppi in the next round as well. So oh. um, I had a couple of points riding on Kudla there. He has had some good uh, grass court results in the past. And so, you know, even though he's just qualifier here, I, I thought he had a pretty favorable draw and, and I, uh, went with him there. Um, some of the other guys in here, Christian Guerin, I'm not, I have no idea how well he's going to do. Um, so it was tough for me to really back him. I think one of the interesting ones that you didn't mention, um, is that we both went with O'Connell, Christopher O'Connell, O'Connell, <laughs> long, baby, longtime friend of the podcast here at the changeover. <laughs> um, First round matchup against Gael Monfi, who not only has he been in pretty poor form lately, but grass is pretty much undebatably his worst surface. So he got a very favorable seed in that first round coming out of qualifiers. Uh, that match has been suspended. Do you remember what the score is? It's not up here, I believe. Monf- uh, ba, ba, it I think it was 6-all in the third. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to have to... I want yeah, to say, they, exactly. They were just yeah. about to start the tie break in the third okay. set, and it was 6-4 O'Connell, then he went down 2-6, and now they're going to play the breaker. Okay, so we both have a lot riding on that match because, I, I mean, I would like O'Connell in the next against Pedro Martinez, and I think you have the same pick as well. Exactly. I picked yeah. Travaglia there, unfortunately, but then oh, I picked okay. O'Connell to beat either of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this whole this whole section and honestly throughout this draw this like a reoccurring theme that uh as soon as i picked someone controversial i was immediately <laughs> forced to pick them again mm-hmm. because the scenario that they're in after that the way the draw is set up usually they meet someone that's like well if i pick them to win the first round i have to pick them to win the second round by that logic and exactly yeah that's that's dangerous <laughs> yeah that's a very good point because i remember like whining when the draw came out <laughs> to you <laughs> i was like this draw is ridiculous because it in my opinion you have a ton of blockbuster first round matchups and then you also have some first round matchups if they're not blockbuster they're just kind of two guys you don't really hear much of and so yeah the way that shakes out is that it's kind of a high risk high reward situation here in that you're if you go with a guy like O'Connell over Monfi, which is not honestly a crazy pick in my opinion, all things considered, what I just mentioned, then you have to have him going a couple rounds <laughs> because that would mean he's playing well and he's going up against someone who also doesn't have a ton of results here. Exactly. Um, and I mean, if you look at the history of an O'Connell, I, I watch what he, you know, put T Payne through back at <laughs> yeah, Roland Garros, and exactly. I said, man. He's capable of anything. And I, really, in the end, though, in this pick, I'm picking against Monfi more than I am even picking for O'Connell, I think, exactly. honestly, for the same reasons you mentioned. So, if you, But if you look at the seeding, 13 versus qualifier, like, eh, Monfi right. should come out of that, and we're sitting in the tiebreaker, and then it's going to have to go multiple sets. So, eh. yeah, that could still go very wrong for us, but it let's could. see. And then the problem is, if Monfi wins that match, is he going to lose to Martinez? Uh I don't know, maybe, but maybe it's just so hard to say on that one. Another one here that I saw, which I already got screwed on, was um, the Checanato Brody match. I think mm. I'm pretty sure I didn't pick Brody for that one. Um, I believe I went with Checanato at least for one round, and the wild card local Liam Brody already got that in straights, actually pretty handily. So. That's unfortunate. And Hoffman yep. lost, so that was good. That was, yeah, it was hit or miss <laughs> for me up top there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, fortunately enough, I did go with Brody and Vesely. Um, Son of a... <laughs> I, I had a... Um, I, didn't, I didn't have, a you know, all the right picks, but the ones that I did miss, I think we shared in missing. So um, outside of that, the, there is a benefit to... Uh, some of the other ones that I got right. But yeah, I also had Sinner, just looking towards the bottom here. Also had Sinner. I had him going pretty far. I had him losing to Rublev, so you had him going one step further than me. And I actually, I switched that one up. 
I think I told you that I had three iterations of this bracket because I was just so unsure about myself and where everyone was on grass and how they were going to do. But after doing some research, I I realized Sinner's a, a little bit shaky on grass. I think a lot of that is just inexperience. You know, like you said, he's still young. Fucevic has been around a while. He's also a marathon man. So when it comes to a best of three, you give him another point on the board, you know. Um, so I didn't go with him over Fucevic, but I had that match circled as a potential upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, it happened. But that was, again, another one of those cases where if Sinner does make it out of that match, you would like him to get through a lot of the other guys here because who he would match up with seed-wise would be Schwartzman. Exactly. And who, who's also not known for playing on grass. Um, so it was, it was a really tricky, sticky situation. So I played it safe like you did, went with Sinner, um, got burned a little bit there. Um, but yeah, and then... I guess we still have a little bit more to go through here. Now, a lot of these matches haven't been played other than Rublev, who we saw win. I think he has a good game for grass. Um, I won't go into it. We mentioned it on the last podcast. Uh, so go ahead and check that out if you want to hear about that. But um, he got a win here. I like him to go far. I have him meeting Djokovic in the round of 16. Fognini, I have doing pretty well here because he actually has a, a decent game for grass as well kind of a, his short swings uh he, he moves pretty well and he also he's just been around longer so he's played on grass a lot um and then uh yeah i have i have harris getting through here um just due to his serve big first serve uh, for sure um he's been playing well this year too if he's not he injured has, yeah. or in some kind of weird funk so yeah but definitely I think, in the first round at least yeah, yeah, and it looks like that. So that match is going now, but I believe he is out in the lead there, maybe by two sets. So we expect him to pull that out. But yeah, those are my highlights for that quarter. Any any closing thoughts? No, I think I think that about sums it up. So let's the the set, next quarter that we take a look at here. So essentially, the Sitsipas quarter, right, um, is also jam-packed with stories already mm-hmm. um the big one being Tsitsipas um yeah, yeah. but okay for uh for following along sake we're looking at Tsitsipas here now down to RBA Bautista Agu um and yeah so I mean we've already seen today Tsitsipas go out to Tiafo and um yeah that that was a tough one for me because on the last podcast like I was saying as well I, I thought that Tsitsipas, just based on his performance this year, might have a good transition point. Um, but then I was telling you, Evan, that I actually, at, at one point in one of my revisions, picked Tiafo to win it because he's got that title on grass already coming into Wimbledon this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I really started doubting myself when I watched Tsitsipas's pre-tournament news conference um, because he just he just didn't look... He, the, just the things he was saying in the news conference were honestly strange. I mean, he he didn't sound like he was totally there, didn't sound totally confident, recovered from everything that happened to him at Roland Garros. Um, it just seemed like he was kind of still in that process. He didn't play any lead-ups on grass. Sure, got plenty of practice in, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, after I watched that interview, I still had about two hours to make a change, and I was like, yeah, he's not going to lose. Like, he'll still figure <laughs> this out. He didn't at all. So that one burned me already. Um, another thing that got me here, I'll just focus on the burns that we know so far, and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. But I also picked Mackenzie McDonald to come through over Hachinov. Um, I think we shared that pick. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was another tip of the hat to Mackenzie McDonald. I just mm-hmm. thought it was going to be good. And it was a pretty close match in, in his defense. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been really discounting Hachinov a lot lately, too, honestly. like Me I too. I assume him to lose before I assume him to win in a lot of scenarios, and that's probably not fair. Um, I did get the Pospisil one looking just above that, which was good. Um, he, but he beat uh, Carabasbania a lot more handily than I thought he would. I thought I, I was going to be fighting for that one. Um, yeah, okay. But looking a little bit further on down here, we got Demon in the draw. I've got him going pretty far from here because I think he's playing really well. And 
he's yeah it's it's time for him to have a a good part of the season i think because he hasn't had such good results so far this year chapo is also in the section of the draw um I feel like Shapovalov currently is a little bit of a divisive character, not in any way about the controversial things he's doing, but just do you back him or not kind of thing, you know, because um, his performance is just so, it's such a mixed bag. I feel like uh, because sometimes he's, he's playing really well, he's on fire, but then if he gets streaky, it just seems like he, he can't close out in the big moment. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I discounted him a little bit in my picks here. Um, but then, yeah, we talked shortly about uh, Mr. Otter and Rinky Dink. <laughs> They're at nine all currently as we record this in the fifth set. And I think we both have Rinky Dink as far as I know. Um, two more, th- three more things I will mention here. Sorry, this section was actually quite bad for me, so I have to get this out. Um, the first thing I'll mention. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, the first thing I'll mention Riley Opelka. I picked him to win minimum three matches in this part of the draw, and he lost to Kupfer today in straight sets. And <laughs> I just feel like at this point, I've been backing him for so long with zero, except for when I didn't back him in Rome, I got, I literally got nothing out of backing him in these <laughs> break challenges. I am, I have been one to be overly positive in many points of this campaign, but. I've, I think I got to jump ship officially because that is just a bad loss. Kupfer is a great player. I'm not saying that, but Opelka's the seated guy. He's got a jumbo serve. If he shows up, moves around, plays well, I feel like he's got to win that. Mm-hmm. He didn't. So that's that's for me is honestly very disappointing and very bitter. Um, a middle thing before I get to the end. One player that I have listed here to come through his his mini section of the draw I think I picked him even over Shapo is um, Herbert. I don't know if that's a good idea. He's playing great with Mahu in doubles. Maybe he will challenge Shapo a little bit. It's probably a bad pick, but I'm pretty sure I picked him to beat him um, and then eventually go down to Murray, and then I think I have Demon coming out of here. The other horrible thing that happened to my draw also is I had John Millman pegged to win Mm -hmm. one, two... Uh, yeah, I think I think at least the two rounds, and uh, he he just lost to Bautista Agut. Couldn't really tell you why I picked him. I think I was looking back at some of these weird results that Millman had at Wimbledon in the past. Um, didn't play out at all. I should not have bet against RBA. I had some weird, weird premonition about him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is a really bad section of the draw for me. I think Evan. If you get me in this bracket challenge, it's already it's already apparent that this we didn't even get to tomorrow with the whole bottom half's empty, but <laughs> yeah. th- this will not help my cause. So I think you were a lot more stable, rational with your picks on this one. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe rational. Um, I feel like as a whole, I played this bracket challenge a little bit safer than I normally do. Uh, looking at you, Taberner. I but... didn't pull out any Taberners. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, uh, it was mostly a product of just being so unsure of how everyone's going to play on the grass and, you know, not having Nadal here, having Federer who's not been at his best lately, you know, those kind of the staples that you normally back are not there. So you're having to back guys that don't have a ton of results like a Sitsipas. And Mm -hmm. um, it just, it makes, it makes it difficult to, I don't know, make a, make it upset because you just don't know their game that well. But anyways, uh, yeah, I also got burned by the Sitsipas, but I, I feel like most people probably will. Um, you know, we were talking before that match and both kind of saying, yeah, this is an absolutely awful draw for Sitsipas in the first round. And it, it sure turned out to be like that. I did not think it would be straight sets loss, but um, I think yeah. he's probably dealing with more of that. Um, French over hangover that um, French open hangover. I mean um, that more than we thought he was. Um, so it was tough. It was tough to pick against him. Um, but we, you know, maybe there was some writing on the wall. We, we chose not to look at there. Um, I also went with popsicle. I kind of expected him to win that one. <laughs> Mr. P. <laughs> Mr. P. <laughs> Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Er, Skirt. Um, (laughs) uh, So that'll be actually an interesting match because 
I don't know. I don't know who would win there between Tiafo and Popsicle, but could yeah, because Tiafo now he's now he has expended like his his upset energy, right? Like now yeah. now would be the time for him to not be streaky and beat beat Popsicle, but right. So honestly, we, we forget that we forget that Pospisil is actually really solid. He just had like that right. breakdown in Miami and then went away forever, and now he's back. So <laughs> yeah, eh. yeah, and I think you know him not being on the tour for a little while is attributed to me not knowing his game that well. Um, right. So right. I, it was tough for me to to back him much either way. So I had Steph obviously coming through there as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll be rooting for TFO. USA guy there it seems like this draw is now opening up because as you had mentioned catching off here one against M&M's and I had (laughs) Mackenzie McDonald that is (laughs) um beating hatching off as well and then beating Garasimov to make so to make it a couple rounds there and he didn't do that I also (laughs) doubled down on him oh oh, man he actually has a pretty good game for grass um that Mackenzie McDonald that is um it's pretty flat and um i think saw, he got the good hotchnoff today he, yep. he must have um like you said he he fought him pretty well won the first set lost the fourth in a tiebreaker so that you know on a different day that could have gone another way potentially but um didn't get it today and now that that small section of the draw is pretty wide open there and i i, I just wish he would have he would have pulled that off anyways let's keep moving here um you know, interestingly enough, you did not mention your boy Dan Evans, and Evans. this um, <laughs> could be potentially a very good situation for Dan Evans here. <laughs> um, we could see his sliceomania on these a little bit plusher grass courts. I've heard the grass is, um, I don't know, it keep, it's keeping the ball lower even more so than it traditionally has been this year specifically. Um, it was tough for me to go with Dan Evans super far because he's playing Lopez in the first round and Lopez is an incredible grass court player. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I have Dan Evans getting through there, but I didn't want him to go super far because he could very well lose in the first round. Um, but if he makes it through there, I like him to make it through either Lajovic or Simone. Um, and then we get to probably the toughest match for me to call because on the last podcast, I had been really hoping and praying (laughs) for Sebi Corda to do well at this tournament. And (sighs) once again, for the second grand slam in a row, when I'm really getting my hopes up for this guy to do well, he gets a terrible first round draw. (laughs) He gets Demonur in the first round, who I also think will do pretty well at this tournament. And I just I just kept going back and forth on that one because whoever wins that should get out of here, in my opinion. And so that was a big pick. I ultimately went with Demonur, um, same as you, just due to him having a little bit better results this year on grass. He's already won a title. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just last week. Now, will that make him potentially a little bit gassed? Maybe, but we're also talking about one of the scrappiest players on tour. So I, I stuck with him. But <sighs> I might still be rooting for Corda, even though I've got Demon Hour getting in the round of 16 here. <laughs> oh, that was just, that was tough. That was tough. Um, Shapovalov, I won't say too much about him, but he, I have him going a couple rounds. But like you said, he's, I don't know. He could lose Cole Schreiber. He honestly could. And so. I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. It, it he, could happen. And so it's, it's, he's a dangerous player and sentiments on air bear. I have him comfortably winning over Anduhar, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I just, I went with a higher seed in that situation. I played it safe. I went with Shapovalov, but air bear could get through here. Definitely. Yet um, another risk, man. I've made so many mistakes in this draw. <laughs> <laughs> Murray's back to his winning ways. Good to see him win today. We both had him winning that match. I on my first revision, I had Basilishvile, but then again, doing more research, he's actually not a good grass court player. You might think with his heavy ground strokes, he would be better, but 
if you can take time away with him, he doesn't seem to do as well, and you don't get a lot of time on grass. So, I don't know. Yeah, Good Basil looked Murray. pretty uncomfortable out there today yeah. in the match for most of it. The, the most shocking thing about that match is that Murray had the five-love lead in the third and then lost mm-hmm. seven consecutive games to lose the third. They close the <laughs> roof, he comes back out, and then he wins. But So odd. It's still, yeah, I, I also wanted about that one a little bit, but... I don't, then in the end, it's the exact same scenario, though. Once Murray gets through that, well, if he's not hurt, then technically the good Murray would beat most of the people he comes up against next, oh, right? For sure. So even just mentally, experience-wise, you know, if he's playing... Today he was playing at like maybe 60% for most of the match. Made tons of errors. Strategically wasn't even that good, but still won. So, mm-hmm. And he's got the kind of like comeback vibe about him, so... I also a little bit with my heart. I've I've got him a few rounds through there because it would be cool to see one of these classic guys come through in this part of the draw. Yeah, and he very well might. I mean, in the next round, he's going to get like you mentioned, one <laughs> of the two qualifiers who are now at nine all in the fifth set. <laughs> we'll have to continue to play Oof. on the next day, and we'll be completely toast. Man, so yeah, dream draw there. Um, yeah, maybe he could get out of here, make it to the round of 16. Who knows? Right. I mean, um, that's doable. Yeah, that's for sure. feasible for him. And he hasn't won a match here in four years, I think. Something yeah, something like that. like that. Exactly. I don't think he played in 2017. That was when he started having issues. So Exactly. And then um, he had the surgeries. Mm-hmm. This was all then before the hip thing came up. So, yeah, I mean. It's actually, it's pretty incredible that he's moving around like he is now, but he has a lot of grass court experience. I mean, he's got titles, so could be dangerous if he's in shape. Yes, very much so. Um, I'll keep moving here. I know I'm getting a little bit winded on these. <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, no problem. So let's look down here at the last four. You've already talked about Opelka. I also had Opelka. I at one point had Kepfer. And he's been good to me all year. And I'm very mad that I betrayed him here because Opelka hasn't shown us anything on grass to, you know, he's literally say shown that nothing. I'm going to win. He's literally he's shown nothing. nothing. He should be good. It's a travesty that oh, he isn't. He's literally Isner 2.0. Why would he not oh, be good? Isner's exactly. great on grass. I just don't get it. I honestly don't understand it. I don't what? either. It, it, <sighs> it's getting to the point where it might like be creeping into the mentality. Like he's lost so much. He's like... Um, maybe I'm just not good on grass. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an That's art critic full time. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't know. But God. maybe he's a big serving clay court player now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world's one and only. <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> uh, anyways, I had him going two rounds, beating out Sun Wukwan. Um, had Kachmanovich. That was a good one for me. I wanted to go with Frodo Baggins, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. Didn't yeah, work. <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> Kachmanovich is kind of a sleeper guy. He's a young guy with a lot of talent, um, but he's been shaky. So on any given day, he can he can play some tennis, but he just hasn't really strung it together at this point in his career. So I don't know. He's the guy you should pick there, though. Yeah. I, I pick Baggins purely for the Baggins part. Yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I wanted to, and I didn't. <laughs> that was smart. Um but then here at the bottom of the draw, or at the bottom of this quarter, I mean, um, we have RBA. He won today against Millman, and he is the guy that I have coming out of this quarter, actually. I have him over Demon Hour. I believe you have a Demon Hour coming out of here. Um, and that's yep. who I originally had coming out of here. But I switched it up with RBA just because he's the tried and true pick. He's made it here to the semifinals recently. And... Um, yeah. He just seems to do better in best of three matches. He's very good defensive player, and I like. I I don't know. I just and I kind of like his. I kind of like him as a player, so I tend to back him more than not. It seems like, um, and he has a pretty favorable draw. You know, I think he, especially now that Sitsipas is out of there, he's got maybe just a couple more guys that you would expect to give him a lot of trouble. Um, but yeah, Demon Hour being one of those guys. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm not sure. So I've got him getting out of here. Um, 
to wrap up this quarter. I'm still kind of shocked I picked Millman. Man. I was very shocked you picked Millman, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, that would have been huge. I mean, Maybe this would have been flipped on his head. Because I had, I would have had a semifinalist out in the first round. And you, uh, you would have gotten all those points. It just... Uh, it was too gutsy. <laughs> it was way too gutsy of a pick. Especially... Am I rubbing off on you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I even looked into it, and like RBA has a like a five zero head to head on him too. So it just oh wow, there was no there was no way that was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <sighs> I can't say anything more about it other than yes. other than like we were saying, if I lose this bracket challenge miserably, it's because <laughs> of that part of the draw. Because of the milkman. It's yeah, milkman. I. Man, I don't even like Milkman, honestly. I just, I just every time I pick against him, he usually wins. I think that's what it was. So I was like, oh, this time for the Milkman. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that I revised it so many times and left that, whatever. We're moving on to the third quarter on. of the draw. Big one here with Matteo Bertini looking on mm-hmm. down through mm, Greeksper, I think. Talon Greeksper from the beautiful Netherlands, right above Zverev there. Yeah, so this is the, okay. In, in a nutshell, for me, this is Berrettini's section. I think Berrettini's going to wreck shop. We got into this last week, so I won't go into too many details. But I think he's definitely the guy to watch in this part of the draw. If we look at the other notable matchups in place here, um, it quickly becomes a question of existing loyalties. So, I mean, I I said last time I thought Isner could have a good run here. Um, I think he does still have a chance after the draws come out to have some good progress, but I don't see him getting through Berrettini. Um, we've also got Karatsev, a man whose train I have <laughs> ridden not quite as far as the Tommy Paul one, but <laughs> <laughs> it's much more credible than the Tommy Paul one, so oh, there's sure. that. Um, I've got him making two rounds in here, but then I think... I don't know. He's also just been shaky lately, so I don't think that he'll be the guy who sleeps through this one. We also really don't know anything about him on grass, right? So Agreed. We know that his game could fit to it very well. He's a big hitter. Um, movement's great. Solid ground strokes, but it's just it's really hard to call. But he's dangerous on all surfaces, so I, I could be wrong there. Um, looking further down, I picked Poprin to take out Nisha Corey in the first round here in one of my later revisions. Um, that was a big change because I actually had Nisha Corey winning a few rounds here uh, based on his experience. And then I I don't even know what I did. I read something and then I came back and, and changed it. So let's see if that works out for me at all. Um, Oje Aliasim, Casper Ruud are also here. I've got them making two rounds, but I do have Ojeali Asim eventually losing to my man Ugo Humbert. Um, that's pretty <laughs> risky, but let's see if it can pan out. Um, because eh, Humbert, he got food poisoning, right? That's what mm-hmm. took him out of the last tournament, you told me. so. Yes. But if not, I love his game. He did make it decently far at the Australian Open. Um, I'm really pumped for this match against Kyrgios because that's like a it's a rematch of that one at in Australia um, where he lost in five. I think on grass with Kyrgios not having played honestly like since that match or, the, or that tournament um, maybe it's a better position for Humbert. I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, wrapping things up, getting down towards the bottom, I mean... We got Taylor Fritz in here against Nakashima. I said Fritz would win that match. Um, we've also got classic Steve Johnson against the man from Österreich, Dennis Novak. I said Steve Johnson would win that match, and then he would even beat Taylor Fritz because he did it at Roland Garros. So I think, right? He's the guy who did that, and it really pissed me off because no one would have ever predicted that. Yeah, but, yes, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think... Steve Johnson has always had a good game for grass. Actually, he has pretty good results. Well, relatively good results. Mm-hmm. So I said that he would come through. Sandgren, I've got coming through. But then, no, I think now I've gone too far. He will have to meet up with 
We're talking about the Zverev. Zverev is the bottom. Zverev is the bottom, yeah. Yeah, so then, okay, so Zverev is here as well. Yeah, that means that um, in the end, I've got Zverev coming through decently far as well. But like I said, Berrettini's the guy I've got getting through. Oje Aliassime, I think, is good for a few rounds, but we'll lose to him there. The American quarter showdown here, I think Steve Johnson comes out on top before going out. And Karatsev's kind of the, the dark horse. I, I, I guess in this logic, I've got him losing to Casper Root, honestly. Um, but that could also not happen. So in the end, I don't think anybody gets through Berrettini. Did you see it differently in this part? Um, By the end of it all, thought very similar to you. I don't think anything gets through Berrettini. Um, but this may be uh, the most different quarter that we have Mm -hmm. it's tough um we didn't mention it here but we're having some difficulties with the website that we made our bracket on so we're doing this all based on memory so we apologize if we uh say something here and then you find out on the next podcast that uh, (laughs) we had a different pick um but i I think we remember most of it don't worry mine's all junk anyways (laughs) (laughs) we remember the the highlights for sure um (laughs) And the lowlights. It's the middle that gets fuzzy. But anyway, uh, Berrettini is who I ultimately have coming through here. You're kind of crazy to bet against him at this point. Um, So I'm not surprised that we both did. Uh, But it it gets a little interesting because um, I'll just, I'll I'll try to keep this moving here. But I, I have him against John Isner two rounds down the road. And that's actually a little bit of a tricky matchup there because that's going to be a lot of tie breaks, you know? And Isner could could theoretically show up in something like that. This is a good tournament for Isner. He's been playing pretty well lately, actually, and um, I don't really see anybody challenging him up to that point. So that's yeah. actually a little bit of a scary matchup. I think Bar- I trust Berrettini will get through that, um, but it just seems to be one of those... Uh, situations where everybody's picking one guy and it's a little bit ominous. <laughs> so, because um, everybody's done it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, like I said, I have Berrettini getting through here, but him meeting up with John Izzer will be a, a very interesting matchup. A um, couple things on Karatsev. I originally had him going a few rounds. He's just such a a wild card at this point. And mm-hmm. the one lead up tournament that he did play to quote his fellow Russian, he looked like a cow on ice. <laughs> and <laughs> so I do have him getting through Shardy here, but I, I picked him to lose to Ivashka actually. So, um, I, you know, had him beating Ivashka, but going all Ivashka in on the Ivashka. Has, I, yeah. He, Ivashka has quietly been having an incredible year. Um, on every surface and he's known for kind of his big strokes so you would think that's going to help him most on grass um could be a slug fest there but Kratzev just didn't look like he was moving well on grass and so um i think that's just due to the experience factor and so I, that's why i went with Ivashka there um poprin and nishikori is an interesting first round match my gut and the first time i made my bracket i went poprin for the same reasons I went Ivashka. Big serve, big ground mm-hmm. strokes. But he he hasn't had a, the best result. He should be good on grass, but he hasn't had the best results so far. So he is the antithesis of my Opelka pick, and I went against him in this situation. And went with Nishikori, who has been more of a tried-and-true player. Uh, the last two times he's been here, he's made the quarterfinals. So that's going to be a big one because I have Nishikori getting through that little section there and you have him losing in the first round. So that's going to be a matchup to watch for the changeover. If you get that one again, there's absolutely, (laughs) there's only so many spots I can even get back on you. That's probably one of them. So that would be for sure. One of them. Um, Because you have rude getting through there and I have rude losing in the second round. I don't really like his game on grass. He did all right. um, In Majorca, but losing to Medvedev, who eventually went on to win it. But I just, I don't think his heavy topspin is really going to get much help on the grass surface here. He, he has a he has an, a pretty good serve, um, all things considered. But 
I don't yeah, know. I like him because he's a good mover and he yeah. hits a decently paced ball. So, mm-hmm. but we don't really know, right? Like, a, no, it's tough. It's not exactly. much to go off of. So, yeah. Uh, moving right along here, we have a section with Felix and Umber and Kyrios. That Umber and Kyrios is my matchup of the first round. That is one of those where I went into this bracket and I was like, I'm going to back Umber. Regardless, he's going to do really well. I know he is. And then he gets Kyrgios in the first round. I know, I know. Who, ugh. I, I picked him over Kyrgios for the exact same reasons that you mentioned, so I won't get back into it. But you know Kyrgios can just come out here, slap a couple of big serves, and then end up winning it. You know, He's, it, he's really good on grass, actually. Ugh. Exactly. So I don't... And then that makes it tough because the winner of that will probably meet Felix OJ Aliasim, who I also expected to do well at this tournament. So I've got two guys here who played well in the lead-ups, have good grass court games. I went in with the preconceived notion to bet with them and they're meeting up here. And I ultimately went with Felix to win that matchup only for the fact that there is a chance that Umber doesn't make it that far. Mm. And... That's why I gave a slight edge to Felix. But should they meet up, I like I like a coin flip in that match. It depends on what Felix we're going to get that day. But then the ramifications of that means that I like either one of those guys to beat out Zverev in that next match. So that's a, that's a really tricky one there. Um, some I've seen some people going with Zverev here. I personally don't really like Zverev on grass. He tends to on all surfaces tends to drift back um, in the court while he's playing. And that's not something you want to do on grass. You want to stay up on the baseline, take the ball early. It's going to benefit all those types of players. He's not that type of player, Um, but he does have a big serve when it's hitting. Um, So I don't know. I, maybe it's just a pattern of me picking against Varov, but uh, I have, I have him losing to Felix, but maybe Umber as well. I also think Zverev's a little bit too passive to really come out on yes. top in this scenario. He hasn't had the best results on this surface in the past, but theoretically his game should match well. So it's also a little bit the question, like, will he figure it out one of these years? You know, that could make him very risky, but I don't know. He doesn't have the easiest draw. You know, he's not in a scenario like some of the other higher seated players here mm-hmm. where they did get a good break like he will face some tests after this after the first round so sure we got to see how he comes out of it yeah i don't um it seems like every time i bet against Zverev, he does well i need the french open so <laughs> losing <laughs> to him in the, in the second round <laughs> oh, oh. so i have i have him going you know to the round of 16 here at least yeah or yeah maybe i don't I don't know. It's tough to see on this app, but um, I, I have him doing all right. Um, one quick last thing I will say before we move along here is that I actually picked Nakashima over Fritz here. Mm-hmm. And under most circumstances, I would not do that. However, Fritz is coming back from some kind of surgery. I cannot remember what he had, but it was um, he's, he's just now coming back from that. So I don't expect his level to be where um, it used to be. And so, or where it typically is. And so I gave the edge to Nakashima there. Maybe that's just a pipe dream. Um, uh, yeah, then, you're right. You're right. He had some kind of knee surgery that he yeah. did, I think. Or like at the beginning of the month. Which is a pretty quick turnaround to come all the way back and now be Isn't playing it, the Grand I Slam again. I am shocked to see him in here. But Modern here challenge. Is. In the end, I have him at Nakashima losing to... Uh, Stanley Johnson as well. So Stevie oh, Steve Johnson Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> I that came out of my mouth and I was like, that doesn't sound right. I thought I thought you were doing it on purpose. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, good old Stanley no. Johnson. No, I'm just an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Stanley, uh, Stevie J. Well, that's gonna be a new nickname. <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> she goes Stevie to Catholic Johnson, girl man. school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, so I, that's a, that's a low risk pick for me. And that's another reason why I would Nakashima there, but 
yeah, so that's that quarter in a nutshell for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then that brings us to the final quarter of the draw, going from Federer down to Medvedev. And this one is arguably one of the most action-packed ones. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't know where to start with the synopsis, right? But the big story yeah. here is how, how will Federer do, right? So how, how reliable will his game be? The first two rounds, his draw is not bad, right? But then you run into some pretty decent players, some pretty decent challenges, and it starts becoming unclear uh, what the the makeup of the this section of the draw could be like. Um, essentially, my summary coming out is I have Federer making it through a few rounds, making it to Cam Nori, and also getting through Cam Nori. That's the the first piece that I have set up here. Um, furthermore, I also have Sam Query taking out Carino Busta in the first round, um, which still kind of feels like a pipe dream. But Query does have that magic year at Wimbledon and is actually a really good grass court player and did pretty well at Mallorca, made the final. So I feel like it's possible but the problem is Carino Busto also did pretty well in the lead-up tournaments and is definitely a more informed player. So I don't know how yeah, sensible that uh, prediction is, but let's see. Um, I also had Musetti making it through three rounds here. Um, I think he's in a good position to make some moves, but we don't really... He's also kind of a, a guess for me on grass because we don't know much about what he's capable of, but I just like him in best of five. I think he's got a good chance at that. Um, Jiran, I said, would make one round over Rusevori, uh, but not more. And looking beyond that, I think Bublik will have a couple rounds in him. Um, but then when we get down to the nitty gritty of this section, I do think that Medvedev, for me, is the guy to pick through. So I actually have him taking out Federer to make it out of this this section and as a whole. Um, but the only thing that really sketches me out about that pick is his first round match with Struff, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and then and then actually getting all the way through and beating Federer because Medvedev mm-hmm. doesn't have that much history on grass or at Wimbledon to tell us that he would be able to do that. Um, but he won in Mallorca. I think his game should technically translate really well, honestly. Um, so if he shows up and can do it, he moves great, he hits the ball very hard, and he's developing his all-court play. Like, he can be good at net if he needs to be. Um, maybe not as good as other players, but I think that makes him dangerous. But the Struff matchup in the first round, if Struff is firing aces and his forehand is there, that match is easy for no one. So, I don't know. I think Medvedev is probably safe to get through there. He's the guy that I did pick to come out of this section, kind of going with the seed, but also I think this will be kind of like an emerging story for him. And like I said last time, I would love to pick Federer to come through here. I just, if he loses earlier, I sadly wouldn't be surprised, but it's him on grass. It's him at Wimbledon. So he could very easily keep these points short, get through, you know, the first, rounds without too much of a challenge and maybe he's the guy that makes it through but i think did you have him coming through evan or what were the big picks that you had in this section of the draw because i don't think you had medi right yeah so um yeah i'm i'm right there with you i think federer yeah to answer your question yes i have federer coming through here um i i I bet on him um but i kind of along the lines of what you're saying, I think, you know, the exact same thing. He needs to get not only quick matches under his belt, you know, so he can hold up physically, but I also also think he needs a lot of confidence right now. Um, and I think being at this tournament will give him a lot of confidence, but he also needs to get some match wins under his belt, some good, easy, quick match wins. And um, I'm hoping he can do that. However, it might be a little bit tricky because Manorino is actually a very good grass court player in the first round. I don't think he'll lose that, but he could be pushed for maybe even five sets there. Gasquet likely to meet up in the second round. Also pretty good grass court player. Um, 
expect him to get through that, but as long as Gasquet doesn't give him too much trouble, you know, it's it's that kind of a situation. I have him against Nori as well. Nori has been having the year of his life, and um, so maybe Nori, Nori could man. give him some trouble. You know, I, I thought twice about that one if I would give Federer the pass through there, and then I was like, ah, come on, it has to be. But it's Nori yeah, is good right now. He's playing so well, and it's not like any of these players are like, oh man, huge upset alert for Roger Federer right now. But I do think they're players that can really push him physically, mm-hmm. and um, at least where he's at right now. Um, I'm hoping he proves me wrong, and he has every time he's played here in the past. So that's why I went with Federer. He is the king of grass. Yeah. He is still probably the best tennis player of all time and he um he's gonna have all the motivation in the world to lay it all out at this tournament i think um i don't know i don't want to get into if it's his last one but i'm expecting him to not want to have to make that decision you know so I, I I think he's going to be playing with a lot of motivation. So I have him over Medvedev here. Medvedev, a lot of this actually plays into his draw because he'll meet up with Chilich not too far down the road. And he also meets up with Struff in the first round, just like you said. He lost to Struff in Halle mm-hmm. um, just recently. And I don't expect him to lose again, but we know it can happen. We know Struff has the kind of game that can do that. So, um, and then Chilich again is just—he's got a grass court tur- tournament under his belt in Stuttgart, and he's also got all the past results to tell you that he should do well here. Um, so, it could be really tricky there um, with Medvedev, even just getting to Federer. I think um, one more quick thing, or I guess a couple more quick things, is I. I'm right there with you on Query, playing really well, really good grass score player. Um, Cranial Booster, interestingly enough, he's not won a match at Wimbledon in his entire career. No way. Yeah, he has gone out in the first round every time. So I that that pretty much sealed the deal for me picking Query over Cranial Booster. And then after that, you know, you got to pick him going a little bit further. I think you actually have Sinego beating Query, but I have Query getting all the way through to Federer. I pick Sanego. That's true. Uh, in the round of 16 here. And, who, you know, if he's playing well and he holds up, then I'd, I'd, I'd like him to do that. Um, and the last thing, Hercatch Musetti, huge first round match here. Very difficult for me to pick. Um, but I ultimately went with Hercatch. He has not played well since Miami. He got that title and then kind of like faded off into nothingness. Musetti, we've seen a lot more of recently. However, I'm purely basing this on experience here. Musetti's a lot younger. Um, don't know how he's going to do on grass. And her catch should have a pretty good game for grass, actually. It's a pretty flat backhand. Um, he uh, redirects really well. Um and so I, you know, I give the slight edge to her catch. So I went with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have Musetti going a, a few rounds here. So that, that could yeah. be another one where we, uh, we differ and could end up being a lot of points one way or another. Um, ultimately, though, I will be rooting for Marcus Giron in this quarter. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets, I picked him over Rusevori. I do not have him going further than that, but. Either. Who yeah. knows? He had a great French Open, and his game should only be that much better on grass. So let's go USA. <laughs> <laughs> also, hey, sorry, I'm going to get you out of here. But real quick, there is a guy, friend of the podcast, friend of the show, <gasps> we did not mention here, <laughs> Tommy Paul oh, matches man. up against Alcaraz down here. And I originally had Tommy Paul winning this match against my better judgment. Went back, switched it to Alcaraz. Tommy Paul pulls out of the tournament, and I am just ecstatic. <laughs> I could not. If he would have dirty dogged me into picking him, and then he bounces ship, and then I get left left with Uchiyama, I would have been <laughs> twelve shades of livid. So, <laughs> I, 
just had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting to find out what the whole story is behind. I saw something on Instagram where he's already like back home. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he ended up doing that, but I don't I, even I in this case had Alcaraz. In this one, I did not pick T Pain to come out of that first round <laughs> against him. So I'm also happy with that. I, ah, it's just. My two mainstays, Opelka and, and T. Paul, I just, I just don't know what to think. You know, I think it's gonna have to be a turning point for me. I'm gonna have to find somewhere else to go. The, uh, the water is great over here in Kudlaville. <laughs> Kudlaville, Kudlaville. <laughs> let's, let's see how Corda does this time around. I think that could be really great. Um, yes. But. Uh, as you mentioned, the, the big train I'm willing to jump back on here is definitely the query one, because there's no okay. reason if he's at his top form, we know what he's capable of at Wimbledon, right? He's done it all here, except mm-hmm. for win, or like go far in the second week, but whatever. He did beat Djokovic here. So he beat Djokovic, got to the semis. That's all we're looking for. Yep. Although in this case, it doesn't help us at all. He would. What would he do? Beat Federer? Beat Federer. <laughs> that would help you really more want than that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. but... I, like you said, I have to, I have to get you on two of these weird picks that I've made. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I'm I'm doomed to fail in this bracket challenge. I'm happy to have won the French Open one, but yes, I just feel like I made too many too many risks here, and I should have I should have probably been a little bit less gutsy. But let's see, maybe, yes. maybe the next days will turn out better than I'm thinking. Yeah, far from over. We've not even made it. The first full day didn't even finish. We still got matches going, so it's not even done yet. Could be, could be anybody. This could still happen. If um, I was looking at Sam's bracket, she had one like wild pick. I forget who it was though. Maybe it was it wasn't Sitsipas, but um, oh yeah, she she picked. I thought it was something in the Monfi section. That's true. I'll have to go back and check it. She had yeah. one though where it's a good two or three rounds different than us, like completely. Yeah super far and it's not it was like rude or something it was yeah. like crazy but um we'll have to keep be dangerous. yeah <laughs> so if that comes through we're both screwed <laughs> yeah yeah that's gonna be tough she's she's the reigning australian open champ is she not was that what happened there i think I she won remember. australian open sure and then did. you won french so i really need this i need to get over my grand slam woes and get this tournament under my belt Evan is in the running for his first Grand Slam of the year. That's right. I've been sitting pretty on the 500s and nothing else. <laughs> Mostly due to uh, Rublev. I consider myself the 250 king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now. All right. Well, yeah, sorry to rush you through it, Evan. Um, no problem. We're getting late over here in Deutschland, and it's actually, we got a really intense thunderstorm that just blew in, too, so that's Ooh. interesting. The weather right. has just been crazy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really excited to follow through on this Wimbledon bracket. It's just, yeah, I, I'm so happy it's being played. It's really, it's just fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see what happens. But,. Uh, thanks to you thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll talk to you again soon somewhere later on in this Wimbledon draw all right yes everyone make sure to uh if you're so inclined send us an email at the link in the description of this episode tell us who you picked or who you think we should not have picked um we would really like to stop emailing ourselves (laughs) for entertainment Yeah, and at this point, the shout-out offer still stands. can't believe no one's taking us up on it. I can't and, believe it. <laughs> you know, no legal offers binding, but if you send an email, I'll even send you five bucks or something. Just someone write us an email. We will, once we grow this podcast a little bit, we will have to open up the bracket challenge to viewers as well, and then we can have some, some prizes, oh, yeah. or we'll do something special for winners or, or podium uh, players as well it's all gonna be all to come we've got lots of ideas so stick around stay tuned we'll let you know excellent okay thanks everyone <laughs> bye bye